0: Bridge Toll, California Customer Service Number.
1: Highway miles to the Gallon Ford Focus. Thailand Cave
0: Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best Wine Bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western Hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big brother? What's a Fast good? Engagement How long before a wedding should I send out and save the dates? How many the first series? Use of iMap NBA to playoffs. check find email on other email clients. Identify That's fonts spot. from where to find? four Welcome.
2: Welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. My name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io and today we're going to be discussing SEO career paths and in particular talking about going from an Agency side of the business to the in-house side. Joining me today is Lauren Matricardi, who's the director of content and SEO at Landing, which is reinventing apartment rentals through a membership program that gives members access to flexible leases with no deposit in 200 plus markets in their growing network. They've streamlined the platform, provides access to tens of thousands of furnished apartments across the U.S.
0: And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs.
2: All right. Here's my conversation with Lauren Matricardi, the director of content and SEO at Landing. Lauren, it's been a long time coming. I can finally say it. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It has been uh, many years of trying to get me to do one of these. So excited to get started.
2: <laughs> yes, and for all the listeners out there, I've been trying to get Lauren on this podcast for quite some time. Um, she's one of my favorites in SEO. And peek behind the curtain, Lauren and I used to work together. So it's been exciting to see your career progress and go from, you know, when we worked at Search Metrics together to you just further progressing your career. And so I'm excited to have this conversation. I think a lot of SEOs out there will kind of bounce between the in-house to external side. We were both on the the agency side, and now you're in-house. So I think this is going to be an interesting, interesting conversation for those out there listening, just, you know, what the experience has been going from kind of being on the outside to being the person on the inside.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when we were working together, it was a little bit in, in-house in in some capacity, but yeah, this startup in-house role is just a whole different animal. So it's been been a wild ride.
2: All right. So... Obviously, you know, there's elements and I think things that you get from even like the type of model that we were working with, with our clients. But like, what's been the kind of biggest difference or or challenge that you've been facing or that you faced moving to the in-house side?
1: I think the biggest challenge, aside from some of the the standard ones of communication, getting alignment and buy-in, we all deal with that in, in different capacities. But the biggest challenge has really been entering an organization that has little experience with SEO. And so finding the different areas, different business organizations that can benefit from partnering with you or benefit from just an evangelical or evangelizing the the strategy has been really challenging as kind of a starting as a one, one person show for a while. And again, just kind of making sure that you're touching the right people, you're prioritizing the the right conversations, because you do have limited time. But again, in a, in a joining an organization that really has never worked with SEO or knowing the what the data can really bring to the strategy has been both the education element as well as again just really, really prioritizing what to do when.
2: And I think that evangelizing of SEO is something that we always face in a variety of like capacities. But I think in your situation too, it seems a little more heightened because it's like you jump into an in-house side with a large SEO team that has big budgets. It's like there's kind of a little bit of that inherent acknowledgement of like, hey, SEO is important. But I anticipate or I assume too that like with jumping in to landing where it's like, hey, you're the first SEO, you're now creating a program that in addition to the like battles of trying to get like some engineering resources and time, it's like you're having to just genuinely kind of create this overall framework and understanding of, hey, just because we hired an SEO, things aren't just magically going to happen. <laughs> so like with that. I mean, one is that accurate? Is that something that like you have experienced? And if so, like what have been some of your like your learnings into how to communicate like what SEO is and why it's important or why it should be a focus within an organization?
1: And yeah, it's absolutely accurate everything you just shared. So, the I think one of the biggest learnings and something that I I really made a conscious decision to do from the start is talk more about business strategy align more to the business and the business direction overarching goals because that provides you a couple different things one being you can take the seo jargon out of it and just talk how this is gonna help the business but two it really opened the doors for me to have the conversations with other business units that maybe would have originally seen the SEO and been like, why are you, why are you here? Why are we talking? And so as an example, we're a listing site and a lot of SEOs know very well that you need URLs and a bunch of city URLs to rank in a bunch of cities if that's your, you know, who you're targeting. And so when I got here, the company had a very, very small website, very restricted website in terms of our city targeting capacity. And so it wasn't going to be enough for me to just say, oh, you need to fracture this and build more more PLPs, more, more listing pages and go on my merry way, especially if we didn't have supply where there's demand or if we didn't have enough supply where I wanted to put a URL. And so that is, again, just a really good example of knowing that this is the foundation I have to work with in terms of where we have existing supply and in what cities. So, this is the existing foundation I have to work with. But if I just go to the head of supply and start talking to him, does he even know why this matters? Does he even know why I would want to partner with that team and so on and so forth? So, again, just kind of my main learning is just so far kind of been that conscious decision of like the company has these goals, they are massive growth goals. it's going to be achieved in one part by creating net new demand, but also there's a ton of existing demand that we have a good product market fit for. And how can I support the business um, from there by capturing the demand and converting it? And again, just kind of, I know it's shared a lot on podcasts and and in the uh, industry, but when you can and doing your best to take the SEO out of it. So I don't talk about search volume. I talk about demand. That's like the basic example. But we really try and, and take, the, take the jargon out of it so that it's, it's approachable.
2: I mean, regardless if that's something that's been talked about, I think it's always a good reminder because it is so natural and so like normal for us, especially people on the agency side to get used to just talking to other SEOs. And you kind of inherently just start speaking that language and then become second nature and you're not realizing it. So I think it's a really good reminder of everyone or anyone that's like wanting to make a similar type switch to make that conscious effort of to not talk about SEO as if you're talking to SEOs and almost like learn that new language. But I also really like kind of the I guess like the example that you gave of when you come into the organization, you're finding your initial kind of like constraints of, hey, this is where inventory is. You also touched on like tuning into like what is the business strategy and goal and then kind of that blend between like created demand versus existing to then meet that. And I think that's a lot in there too. (laughs) Like I think... Like you glossed over that, like it's just, oh, yeah, you know, came in and just did this and that and did that. But I think like that's worth just reiterating on because from more concept perspective, you're defining like what your constraints, what your objectives, what your goals, and then finding those like pieces to then achieve that. And
0: time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. That's previsible, P R E V I S I B L E dot I O.
2: When you started having those initial conversations with other people in the organization, and they're not conditioned into hearing about SEO, they haven't had that previous experience of just working with an SEO team. What was kind of like your approach of showing existing demand or kind of painting the picture of like, hey, this is where we're at today. This is how we can kind of move to the next steps.
1: Yeah, the, the initial approach was for me to build a database because I knew I would be in multiple conversations or I would want to be in multiple conversations. So I really studied our industry. I studied our demand. I got myself up to speed so that I could have examples at hand and I could have this, this knowledge at the ready. And so once I had built up this database, I like to say at Landing that the database does a very good job at giving you directional insight in an apples to apples world, right? And so it's helping us visualize where cities have historically underperformed, not because they lack demand, but because maybe our website wasn't set up in the right way, or maybe we weren't spending or organically ranking in the right way to capture it. Versus opportunities that maybe internal data said, this is a hot opportunity, go after it, go after it, go after it. But hey, according to demand, like maybe we're, maybe we're hitting a ceiling. Maybe we have some saturation here and, and we can pull off of that opportunity and look at, at new opportunities for growth. And so it was, again, you know, really just, just kind of building... A couple of different storylines, a couple of different. We use Notion, so a couple of different Notion docs uh, that you can have at the ready when you're in different conversations, both as an educational side and as a tactical kind of. Okay, what solutions would you want to employ here? But it all comes back to the data, right? <laughs> it's all that that external demand data that particularly a landing, was very new. We were an internal demand, or sorry, an internal data-driven company, which is something that I love about the company. The decisions are very, very data-driven, but in some cases, specifically with how we grow and what opportunities actually exist from a city perspective, city demand for apartments, the external data really came in strong to kind of elevate these historical misses, as an example.
2: Yeah. And I think too, an interesting point in there is, again, kind of seeing where the organization's at. And so you call out, hey, they're data driven. And so it doesn't seem like you are having the conversations of, hey, I need to explain why data is important or why this is like an interesting way to look at it. But it's more of the education layer of, hey, this is additional data that we need to keep in mind, or this is a new... So it's like there's always a new element coming in, but you're teaching them on a different kind of piece. In kind of going to to our topic of like the entire conversation of making that journey or that switch from agency to in-house, I don't want to say like on the agency side, you're not doing that education because it's like, certainly a lot of scenarios, even as on the agency side, you're having to prove value or having to prove a strategy, a point. And so you have education. But at least from my experience, like the type or the form that that in is a little bit different. Like, was there any kind of like, I don't know, tips or tricks on communicating and kind of bringing the rest of the stakeholders and the organizations along and like getting accustomed to looking at new types of data or new ways of looking at the same problem like were there any things that you kind of came across whether it's trial and error or things in your own kind of path
1: yeah great question i think that the first thing that that's coming to mind is is honestly just consistency in your storyline consistency in your rhetoric because The I don't know if it's necessarily underestimated, but I I do think it, it could potentially be an underestimated tactic of just how much easier it makes for things to be understood and sound bites to be then shared later if they've heard it multiple, multiple, multiple times, right? And so I think in creating that consistency, I came in here and looked at all of the existing tools and opportunities that there already are. Because unlike kind of our past work at Searchmetrics, where sometimes we were coming in and being able to change reporting structure, change communication frequency, change some of the foundational elements to how the story is being told, that wasn't necessarily something I could do here. There were very specific meetings already set up, and I kind of had to look at the tools at hand and say, okay, this is this is how I'm going to structure our communication and our reporting so that I can be consistent, so that I can share the right things. And so it was really a slightly different approach there when I started to kind of figure out exactly how these meetings could be exactly how I could use the meetings to our advantage. And then from there, some of them have a written reporting element to them. So what's the structure of that? And how does that reporting written element also continue to elevate and consistently tell the same story? So I would say consistency and just, you know, really objectively looking at at the opportunities and tools at hand is the main one. But also in terms of like, Stakeholder education around data, the examples. I'll, I'll go back to what I what I shared earlier, which is I really studied our industry, and I think being an in-house SEO, that's um, something that is is absolutely pass fail. It's a must-have in your toolbox to know what the industry is doing, not just SEO wise, but paid side, where is the industry headed, who's the new player in the industry and, and so on and so forth. So in doing that and in building that database of, of demand data and in just kind of standing up the, the basic SEO elements here, it really helped that through all that studying and, and understanding of our new industry what are the, the examples that are really going to be the most clear when you need them? And I have a bunch of documents that just have a bunch of examples written out that you can use at different times. But again, it, it takes time to, to learn those and to know exactly you know, what you're talking to and to be able to, again, kind of use the right example at the right moment that's going to get kind of that executive to be like, oh, yes okay, and then tell me more. And so I think there's there's an art to knowing and customizing the information to the different end user. So again, that's going to change in a, we call them WBRs, business reviews, weekly business reviews. The examples and, and the sound bites are going to change in a WBR versus, you know, my one-on-ones with, with my boss. But having that consistency and relative similar examples can allow these people who are new to the information you're sharing to be able to connect dots and tie things together and eventually have questions because you've said something for so long that now they've understood it to a point where they even have questions.
2: These are excellent, excellent tips, I think. And I I feel like I'm just kind of like calling out (laughs) little gems and reiterating pieces, but it's like ones that stick out for me is like one, the consistency aspect and the importance of just having the same message and the same tone. And with that, creating the repetition and in your situation, it's something new, it's something unfamiliar, but you're using repetition to create more comfort, comfort comes confidence. And then so it's like everything kind of eases a little bit with that. And so I think that's a really, really important one. And the other piece too that I'd call out for anyone making a similar change or even sometimes for like the agency folks is the importance on like industry awareness, industry knowledge, and again, just knowing the person or knowing the people, knowing the organization that you're delivering to and what's happening within that. And I think like, the other kind of like final piece too that I would like call out from that is whether it's in this example or the previous one when you're talking about introducing to new data sets, is you're creating kind of like your library or like toolkit of things to then repurpose and use. So you're arming yourself for those conversations and for those situations. So then even if you're needing to adapt to it, you have something to dip into and pull from and then You can have like the mind space to then create those narratives, create that because you're not having to think back. You're just pulling from something that you've already created and purposed. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Lauren Matricardi, Director of Content and SEO at Landing for finally joining us on the podcast. In our next episode, which will be published tomorrow, Lauren and I are going to continue the conversation and discuss why SEO skills are applicable in other marketing roles. If you can't wait until the next episode and would like to learn more about Lauren, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes or visit her company's website, hellolanding.com.
0: So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
2: If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, just head over to voiceofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can always send us your topic suggestions or SEO questions or apply to be a guest speaker on the Voice of Search podcast. Again, you can reach out to us. Our social media handle is at Voices of Search on Twitter or my personal handle is at Tyson Stockton, preferably LinkedIn. If you haven't subscribed yet and want to get a daily stream, of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish a new episode every workday. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day, right? That's all for today and see you in the next episode.